pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was The Bike Show, and this is One Life Left. Good evening, welcome, I'm Steve Curran and this is One Life Left. Hello, we were caught unawares by the show starting then, weren't we? We were all making notes. We should thank uh, Jack for the bike show. Brilliant bike show, we've as got, ever. We've got uh, aspirations on his show. We do, we've been, uh, we've been doing some, some discussions about that. Something yeah. we might do in the future. Part of the reason that we were caught unawares is that we've been planning the rest of the year. It's good, isn't it? With only three, four months left to go? Three months It's left up to, to you, Ryan. How many? Yeah, how many months? Three. I decide three. We've been talking about Christmas. Oh, exciting. Nottingham. Brilliant. And other things. Look, Steve's still making notes. <laughs> <laughs> you may have been able to hear the, the sure. scrub of a felt pen then, which is Steve's writing implement of choice. It's performance review day here at One Life Left. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been, it's been a while since we've been back. It hasn't has. It? This is uh, the first time all three of us have been in the studio for three weeks. Three weeks. Yep. Three weeks. Uh, I've had a relatively busy two weeks. Me it's too. only going to be getting busier from here. But of course, the big event for me in the last week was One Life Left's karaoke last Thursday. And, and not the birth of your child. <laughs> <laughs> Priority son. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went well, didn't it? Went what, the birth well. of the child? <laughs> Now the, uh, the yeah, karaoke I'm sorry was I couldn't brilliant. be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> you were there at the conception. Yeah, exactly. We'll be, <laughs> uh, we'll be talking more about the karaoke later in the show. How's your bit week been, Anne? Oh, it's brilliant. That just made it a brilliant week. Other than that, it was average. Our karaoke made it brilliant. No spoilers. No. News. Monday the 8th of October, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. 
Cliff Blazinski has left Epic Games, he said in a statement. I've been doing this since I was a teenager and outside of my sabbatical last year, I've been going non-stop. I literally grew up in this business and now that I'm grown up, it's time for a much-needed break. The design director, affectionately known as Cliffy B, worked on Gears of War and Unreal Tournament. If you are hearing this news for the first time, it's a good idea to schedule half a day in your diary to scream why into a pillow. Why? 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 So why did he go? So where has he gone? I, well, he hasn't said. Okay, so nobody knows where he's going or what he's doing. Okay. I, I, and how old is he? Older. Gina, oh, well, I've, been, I've been working since I've been old enough to work. Well, so have I, Cliffy B. <laughs> I think he's late 30s. Is he? Well, like, he wow. looks late 30s, Does doesn't he? he? Uh, no, early 40s. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's got well, that wizened eye. Let's find out via Wikipedia... And if you're wrong, we can make it true. Do we think he's joining forces with Greg Zeschuk? With the, and Ooh. Well, that, that Greg not occurred to you, our news hound? <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, oh, he's just left. He's, he's just left. He's just, <laughs> just going to have a night, watch a couple of box sets. Right. Probably. Yeah. There, there, there has to be a, much more to this. No, no one just leaves. So who's, who's this Gregor's? So, this was on the show that you obviously didn't listen to, Steve. Uh, no, Greg Zeschuk, for one of the Bioware doctors, both Bioware doctors left. Uh. But Greg Zeschuk, uh, we were interested in particular because he's gone off to work to, uh, to into the wine industry or something, <laughs> so no, Craft beer. He's got craft beer, He wants sorry. to become a craft beer journalist. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Isn't that excellent? Yeah. You, think, uh, you think Cliffy B is a craft beer? Wow. Well, so, yeah. No, he's a, wi- he's a he's wine a expert, wine man, yeah. isn't he? Is he? Maybe the whole well, video must games be, industry is going to If he's going to join forces with Zeschuk, teams. they can't both be doing beer, can they? Right. Greg Zeschuk would have gone, I bloody love you, Cliffy B. <laughs> <laughs> You're my best mate. Come, with, come and join me and write about wine. And Cliffy B's gone all right then. All right. What have thought? He's 37. <laughs> Sony has launched PlayStation Mobile for Vita and selected PlayStation certified devices, i.e. not iPhones. The little games can be accessed on three different devices once purchased. Launch titles include Super Crate Box, Twist Pilot, and Rebel. Looks like Sony isn't going to rest until everyone is playing games constantly. Simon, you were really excited about this. Yeah, I don't know why, but um, the Vita is the console that I've spent the most... I cannot wait to buy things for it, genuinely. (laughs) And it's weird, because I know, similarly to my Kindle, I knew that if um, I was prevented from accessing any form of... Uh, shop for it I would still still currently have on it more games than I'll ever have the time to play but I still cannot stop by I've even set up my um, Google Reader as an RSS for the store updates on a Tuesday on a Wednesday when the stores refresh I'm like oh hurry up hurry up hurry up Um, yeah I thought that um, Jet Set Radio was going to be out last week because Sony told me so and I believed them Um, there was an error in their listings and yeah that hour was waiting for the store update so anyway PlayStation Mobile, uh, I downloaded uh, Super Crate Boy Box Box to see what all this fuss was about. Um, and it's great, I can play it on my Sony phone and I can play it on my Sony Vita. So, chat I, I say play it. I mean, have you, have you played it? Yes. Have you ever scored more than 10? Yes. No, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't because it's impossible. <laughs> Like apparently they've they've made. I mean, I'd, I'd not played it before uh, the PlayStation Mobile version, and I've only played it on Vita. Uh, but apparently, because it's on, uh, it's got physical controls. They've made it more difficult. And yeah, I've never got, I've never got more than ten. So I'm on the same level. Okay. Basically, if you you need to get a high score in order to lock a different level, Anne. And uh, thanks. Unless you've got over ten on Super Crate Boy, which I 
box, which I refuse to call. <laughs> or no, believe. Jet Set right. Radio, tell yes. me about how that works across your devices. Okay, well, this isn't a cross-play play title, so if uh, okay. you bought it on the PlayStation 3, you don't automatically get your, no. your right. Vita version. So. Or your mobile phone version. I don't think there is a mobile version. Oh, right. Version, so. Okay. Sorry. I Sorry. No, no, no. So I was. Talk- I, I started talking I'm about confused. the store updates. Right. So PlayStation Mobile mm-hmm. is a separate tab on the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've been, I buy all sorts of stuff for my Vita. Um, I downloaded Monster Hunter only yesterday. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm still playing Metal Gear sort of peaceful game. Uh, PlayStation Mobile, I think, is great. So the cheapest game is 40p. Uh, Shut up. It's a Fire Axis. That's incredible. Not a Fire Axis. Uh, the Fire Labs. God, I can't name anything properly today. Um, the guys that did v- Velocity have put a sort of... Um, right. I mean, I've bought it and not played it, obviously. Why, <laughs> why would I play it when I've bought it? That's just a common thing over my Vita. So, yeah. Uh, but then other games, uh, I think the most expensive is in like in the region of £5. Haven't bought that. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good to be encouraged. And you, yeah, what, buy once, play on all your other devices. Namco Bandai is asking Pac-Man fans to decide on a new look for the little fellow. Four different styles of Pac-Man and co are shown in the survey on the Pac-Man Facebook page. They'll give him arms, legs and eyebrows. They also want to know which platform you play casual games on. We don't know if they're taking suggestions for other possible styles, but Pac-Man dresses Poirot, talking like Poirot and so solving murders like Poirot would be amazing. Where did that come from? It's quite like Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's not enough Pac-Man in it. No, exactly. Yeah. And there, oh, there's not enough Poirot in Pac-Man. Right. But where did the story come from? No, oh, you're a gamer. Did it? <laughs> so Namco has updated its Facebook with one of those sort of pithy. What do you think, readers? No, but they've so they've given these four different types, and they're pretty different. So one of them is look. I I even put it on there so you could have a look. Try and describe that. Audio, describe this. So, uh, Okay, for the, for the visually impaired, um, choice A is a Pac-Man uh, with shoes uh, being chased by three ghosts. Uh, the red one, the blue one, and the pink one. It's 3D. Uh, is it? Okay. And shiny. It looks, yeah, it looks fine. Uh, B is sort of more, so that looks rendered. B looks hand-drawn. C is a cartoon. And D is... Old. Well, is it old school or yeah? So it's sort of it's, it, it's, it's modern retro, isn't it? Mm. It looks a bit pointy there. And, and, and what are they? Have they said that they're definitely going to use one of these then for something? That'd be pretty cruel if they didn't, wouldn't it? If they were just like, pick which one you like. Oh, you like that one? We're not using it. Yeah, but we found out what you play all your games on as part of this survey. <laughs> oh, clever. But what, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's what it is then, isn't it, I guess? So the story here is uh, Namco prepping to reboot classic franchise. As we, yeah, as we say. Our vote counts. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. Yes. So they'll do what we want, apparently. Yes. Did you check the terms, and, terms and conditions? Obviously not. You'd, nobody ever reads Facebook's terms and conditions. Okay, and can we submit our own? Poirot! No, but I mean, I mean, like, can we up... Rather than just saying it on a radio show that they don't listen to, can, can we up, draw upload it? How do we Poirot get this in front man. of Nam? Right, you can. Who did the drawing competitions oh, yeah. on One Life? Okay, Life? I'm going to draw Poirot, man, <laughs> and I'm going to upload it to the uh, Namco Bandai Facebook page. Right. Reverb Publishing has claimed that it regrets a press release for a game currently on Steam Greenlight. The release said that if Edge of Space gets greenlit, the company would donate $5,000 to the Humane Society to rescue homeless kittens. But if it doesn't, there would be no donation and kittens would die as a result. After some backlash, Reverb told Eurogamer it had already donated the money and was just trying to be funny and drum up some attention. Oh, well, looks like they've won on that count. That was a bad move. In the, in the funny... Ca- yeah, it was a bad move, but why, why was it a bad move? 
Is it because everybody gets up in arms about everything these days? I mean, admittedly, it was a dark thing to say, but <laughs> kittens <sighs> never say kittens. Mm. Puppies, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, like, especially, uh, uh, especially on Twitter, people love a good pile on, and you know, like getting outraged and retweeting. That this outrage, is outrageous. Seeking more <laughs> validation for their outrage. I'm outraged. But it was pretty dumb, wasn't it? Yeah, like I say, silly. it was daft, but you know, it, it wasn't. I'm sure that there are more important things that were happening that day for uh, for <laughs> other sites to be reporting. Like you know, somebody says something stupid like that. That's yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I sort of look at things like that, and I think, you know, wow. Do you, you know. I was talking to. Um, Can you take a vote on Steam Light on on sorry Steam Greenlight back? Don't know. Can you rescind your votes? <laughs> because if not, then it doesn't really matter for them, does yeah. it? Because it's not like presumably their problem was not enough people had heard of this game and they just wanted to cause publicity. Yeah, they have created that publicity, and assuming that people can't you know uh, take their votes back, then it's fine for them. But if you saw, yes, yeah, so I, I read this and I thought, oh, right, yeah, it's a daft thing to do. But, you know, back in the day, um, things that people used to do were much more outrageous than this. And, and I just think, God, like, if, if uh, people hadn't biked awful to journalists to publicise Doom 2, <coughs> um, if, you know, Virgin Interactive did uh, a poster for Command & Conquer, which, which just had previous high scorers and it had a, you know, had actual dictators on it and you know someone sent PC Gamer a pig's head in a box did they was just a stalker. <laughs> it <really was. laughs> yeah, you know, it was know, for it was for a competition, uh, <laughs> and the competition was uh, I think that the, you know it was to win some survival horror thing. So the competition, you know, brilliantly created by PC Game was try and scare us. No, right now we were talking about this on Tuesday night after the Guardian event, incidentally, yeah. and it wasn't just that, was it? The, the thing no. that actually won was wasn't it a picture of Kieran Gillen sleeping? Yeah, no, they'd taken. Also, it, he I think house. the same people, the same person, had taken photos of all of the gamer staff right, walking course, around yeah, yeah. Bath and, and, you know, just going about their business. Yeah. Uh, that's clever. That is clever, isn't it? But Twitter would have been outraged by this. <laughs> and finally, it's good to see that video games are taking a front seat in the upcoming presidential election in America. Both parties will have in-game adverts, while Microsoft is to give a Halo 4 warrior avatar to anybody who watches three of the four presidential debates on Xbox Live's Election 2012 channel. And the Republican Party has made a website to warn voters away from the main state Senate Democratic candidate because she plays World of Warcraft and lives in an online fantasy world. It really is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hadn't they looked at her skill tree or something on World of Warcraft and said that she was a backstabber? Really? So, like she was, uh, they looked at the things she was good at in the game and said... Which requires a sort of degree of nerdism yeah. anyway, doesn't it? I'm going to look this up. Well, they okay. got loads of quotes from her saying things like, oh, I love stabbing and not having to, murdering and not being, having to go to jail. That's brilliant. Where, where did she say this? Like, I think she wrote a diary. I looked on the site and it looked like she, she wrote a diary about stuff like that. Right. It's a bit weird. And who is she? She's a Democrat. She's a Democratic, um, uh, right. a state senate Democratic candidate for Maine. I see, right. And wow. they're like, don't vote for her, she doesn't live in the real world. But yet they are still, uh, But sorry, are they placing in-game adverts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, America. Good God. Mm. Uh, what's, what's the state of play with, uh, with Vasey? How are we doing getting Vasey on this side of the... Does he live in a real world? This side of the... P- 
Let's get let's get him on World of Warcraft and lure him in that way. No, uh, we haven't got Vasey. We haven't got Vasey because I, I can't remember what's. Uh, do people like video games in politics over here at the moment? They do, don't they? We've got do, the tax yeah. breaks and stuff. Yeah. Well, they're still discussing uh, what they how you need to be culturally significant mm. in order to qualify the British video game. Well, I have something to say about that. Well, please do. No, we it's say- only you had a radio show. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was looking at those guidelines today, and okay. it seems that those guidelines have been lifted from the culturally British sort of uh, movie guidelines, right. which means they broadly pertain to narrative video games. They have to be set in a in a British location or have uh, okay. British actors or stuff. But surely the strength of video games is that they are not a necessarily a narrative medium, and therefore it's quite hard to shoehorn your game to meet those uh, into those guidelines. I've found. Are these do these guidelines exist on the internet? They do. Okay, well let's let's dig them up uh, and we can run through them, I suppose, and we can work out how we can shoehorn games into them. I suppose I better find a, a bit of music to put on uh, while we news. think about this. While we think about it. Okay, thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs> Listening to One Life Left, that was a very brief song. Uh, that was Coffee, Coffee Turbo by Cram. Right. Uh, and I've, I've pulled up some news here, uh, but I can't read it from there. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure if if uh, if you can find a cultural definition uh, in that thing, here. which I, I found on a site called taxnews.com. Global Tax News, it Maybe says. Wanna, so it doesn't uh, have a, uh, a visitor counter there. Cultural definition to determine UK games tax relief. Um, no, that's just Tiger saying something about it. Oh, is it? Oh, Again, okay. they comment on everything. Those guys, don't they? They do, don't they? What would you? What would you? If Anne, if you had the opportunity to decide what makes a game British or not, how would you determine that? It should either have. Should we write these down? A yes. bulldog or the Queen in it. Okay, so <laughs> it needs to have one of those, but not both. Because not be never too, both. Too, too, too British. Because too British makes you. Border, borderline racist. Yeah, that's true. Bulldog um, or Queen. Not both. Queen. Yep. Um, it has to speak with either a highly regional or very RP accent. Receive pronunciation. What does that mean? So either, so you can either... What have I got? <laughs> you would not be in my video game. So I'm not British? No. Wow. Um, so it has to be very regional or very uh, sort of posh. I feel like you should do an impression now. So either, oh, I got <laughs> <laughs> right, that, which is British, or 
Oh, this is welcome to the BBC. Okay. Well, ah, you have to be careful of that sort of thing at the moment. We're on resonance. <laughs> exactly. Um, there are other things going on at the BBC as well. Um, I understand. Oh, oh, we yeah. are not the BBC. Welcome, yeah, welcome <laughs> to the BBC as a door slams behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, so uh, so accents. We need to have accents. You need to have someone plucky in it. An underdog. There has to be an <coughs> underdog. Okay. So, but that can't be a bull. But, but a bulldog can't okay, be the actual exactly. underdog because that is. What about? Um, I mean, would you describe James Bond as sort of quintessentially British? Yes. You so, would. if if it's a male character, they must be suave and also have many ladies okay. as, as friends. Would you describe One Life Left as culturally British? You're kind of regional. What? <laughs> That's still British. So people don't understand what you say. Right. Britain is not just London. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have to be regional or super. So you're saying it's good Posh. to yeah. be regional. Yeah. Okay. So what games uh, are British then? Would be classes British using these guides, anybody... guidelines. So have any games got the Queen in it? Can you have the just? Can you just put the Queen in a game? Yeah. Well, Wait fun. a second. Queen in game. Does anyone have the Queen license? <laughs> We could acquire it. Could do. Okay, accents, um, an underdog, and James Bond. I suppose, like, Goldeneye would be... Uh, yeah? Martin Hollis got that yeah. right, didn't he? Oh. Is that the only one? It's the only British game ever. What about if we put a bulldog in there instead of the Queen? Would Manic Minor would, I guess, be uh, culturally British, wouldn't it? Why? Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, very isn't British. It? In fact, it may even have the Queen in it. No. Does it? Or it has... Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, Simon, I've got the guidelines okay. up. Um, I don't know whether... i tell you what. I'll put on Derek. Is he British? I don't know. Anne, is Derek British? Oh, yeah, Derek is it, British. I'll put on Derek. Uh, Derek got Williams an free market yes, economy. He's, he's one of the regionals. <laughs> uh, and while he does, we will peruse the guidelines and, uh, and work out what it is that makes us and video games British. Though FIFA is still hogging the number one spot, it's interesting to see that the huge Wii user base is capable of getting a game pretty high in the charts, as Just Dance 4 is in second place. I love a bit of dancing, as I've proven at Game City a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years ago or last year? I can't remember. The years all blur into one these days. Last year was karaoke, right? I presume and hope that it's happening again this year. It'd be nice if there was a bit of dancing happening as well, so that I show off my inability to do either very well. It's always an excellent time at Game City, so if you've not made plans to go yet, you'd probably better do so right now. After all, I'll be there, and what better incentive could there be to go than be in my illustrious presence? In other news, I see that there's a new Pokemon on the horizon and that they've clearly run out of colours and had to do Pokemon Black 2. And just above it in pre-order charts is Black Ops 2. Coincidence? I think not. It's clearly some kind of cooked-up conspiracy by the Illuminati as part of their New World Order plans. There's probably subliminal messages in the games telling you to obey and conform. And there I will be acting as an agent of theirs simply in order to make a living. 
some way to make a living supporting these evil conspirators and oppressors or something. I'm Derek Williams and this is my tinfoil hat market economy. God, Derek sounds a bit crushed by the man this week. Poor Derek. Poor Derek. Just go and give him a hug. But he's... Uh, He's excited about Nottingham, or at least as excited as that free market economy got. Have we confirmed our uh, Nottingham activities yet? I don't think so. I think we've been playing it a little bit uh, coy to our listenership. We didn't want to spoil karaoke, did we? We didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) That's right. We've only just decided. But we have decided now. Uh, So we need to send them 100 words tomorrow. So can we, if you tell us, if you tell the uh, listeners in in 100 words, um, words. then hopefully somebody can copy that up and send it into Game City. Okay. You see that Molyneux pulled out. I did see that. Yeah, that's suspicious, isn't it? Well, you probably heard about our karaoke last Thursday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. The the lyrics for that song have been changed. Did you notice? No. Yeah, they have been, yeah. Okay. Well, they had to be updated anyway, because it said um, it made claims about the man from Microsoft... Which, which scanned really well, I've, I felt. <laughs> right. Uh, but, of course, he's no longer. At, and, and 22 cans doesn't rhyme with much. I, I think he did Three it deliberately, cans. yeah. 33 hands. <laughs> so that's been changed. Uh, so Nottingham, Steve, what are we doing? We are going to be doing the karaoke. That is almost literally by popular demand. It is, yeah. Which is not something we'd ever thought we'd sound this radio <laughs> show. Uh, but, yeah, we will be uh, doing the karaoke. It will be... Slightly different to uh, how it was last year and very different to how it was on Thursday because this will be on our own terms. Yeah, on our own turf. In our own venue. Good. Because One Life Left will be hosting One Shot Left this year. Uh, can you remember where it is? I have no idea. Is it sl- it's Nice and Sleazies? Is that, does that, that's a name that's in... My, that's a what, place in Glasgow. Is it? I don't know Maybe they do it in Glasgow. <laughs> they do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, oh, that well is done. That's what we're dealing well with us, played. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it um, seems to ring a bell. Oh, I don't know where it is. Okay, so we're doing one shot left in a pub on the Thursday night, which is Thursday the 24th? Something like that. It's the Thursday night. Th- yeah. Any. Okay, so we're going to open a pub. Uh, we're going to open a pub. We're going to be serving cocktails. Those cocktails will be based on video games. They'll be some of the best ones that we've had during this series. And there have been some corkers, haven't there? And they will include cocktails based on the nominees for the Game City Prize. In many ways, this is One Life Left's take on the Game City Prize. And maybe, maybe you regard the Game City Prize as more important. Mm. Maybe you don't. Maybe you'd like to come and get drunk with us. Wow. Maybe, maybe you like them both. Who would, what would those game creators rather win? A prize for their own game or a prize for a cocktail based on the name of their game? <laughs> Who knows? What we would, can't say. Exactly. We it's, can't not, say. it's not for us to judge. <laughs> uh, but we will be judging, of course, uh, by ho- hold, <laughs> holding a vote. Um, <laughs> so we're doing that. Uh, we'll be, we're trying to work out how to get a jukebox in there so you can yeah. pick your own chip tunes. There'll be some karaoke and then we're going to round off the evening with some exclusive DJ sets, aren't we? Not from us. Not from us. Oh, Steve, said, Steve said, I'm glad about Nimes DJ because I want to get, and then he said, he said the S word and then faced. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want to get that. He so, wants to really, really vote for those. So, so, so do you know who's asked to DJ, Anne? Who? Have a guess. Have a guess. Who, who, do, we, who do we have history with? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Phil Fish is going to come and DJ. And we, and so, um, Nottingham Masters, they said, uh, do you want, 
Do you mind? Yeah, do, do you mind? You know, like you can probably start at level. Can you DJ from the floor? Well, that's what we've said about he can, and, you know, <laughs> and so, so so he can go for as long as for as long as he likes. Yeah, well, um, Phil can DJ for as long as he remains vertical. <laughs> Those are in our rules. We have pushed lock over up Phil, your, lock up your bicycles. We have pushed well. over Philfish twice and <sighs> and missed an obvious joke when he was not stealing a bicycle. <laughs> that's our history with Phil. So Fish he's DJing and previously and someone else. Who else was the other? Uh, I forget. That's very rude of me, isn't it? It's Hold very on. Rude. Um, so there'll be some DJ just, sits. Uh, yeah, we. It'll be on the Thursday night in Nottingham. Thursday the twenty fifth. Thursday the twenty fifth of this very month. October. Book your train tickets. Book your hotel rooms. Uh, yeah. Jukio Kozilek Kalio is the other guy. Right. Oh, yeah. So the only reason I didn't remember that is because I was so knocked out by the return of Phil Fish. Yeah. Who is that? That. That person. Oh, he's an indie game developer. I think he makes music as well. I should hope so. He's DJing. Uh, but yes, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? When when he's on the floor and Anne's <laughs> interrogating him, <laughs> stood over him, shaking her head. What do you do? So, Watch yeah, your back. It's going to be a good night. Uh, the karaoke will be different. It'll be more impressive than last year. And we've got new songs as well. Mm-hmm. So Really new songs, uh, which went down very well. On, on I have to say, I can't yeah. stop singing in my head uh, Dan Mayer's version of uh, Paparazzi Stroke Crazy Taxi. Me too! Was it really good? It was amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, Funny we were that good. Yeah, and then the chap who wrote Reach, Robin, which was very good. More on this. Okay. After the music. Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a show about video games. I don't think I've mentioned that. Video games? Maybe you've got the idea by now. This is Colours by Years My Eye. We've played that it before. That sounded like you were talking backwards. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, I don't know how to say his name. That's the problem with his problem name. with the internet and uh, getting everything you know by reading it rather than hearing it from people. You often say words wrong, or I do. Sorry about that. But anyway, it's brilliant. It's quite nice not having a guest, isn't it? Is it? Having some, having some time, time to ourselves. It's nice to see you. I did Cutie. know earlier that Anne's not wearing much makeup today. I'm not. 
because you've been too busy dispensing makeup tips to a member of the video games press. That is true. Well, you were doing that, weren't you? Yes. Yes, I was. I think I gave some excellent tips. To whom? A member of the video games industry. Right. Why do you think Male they or chose female? you? Male or female? I have excellent makeup, usually, apart from today. Male or female? Well, you're not allowed to say their gender. What in case we may guess from that? <laughs> Okay, there's nothing wrong about wearing makeup. Well, statistically, it probably would be, Simon, because you close this industry off to women. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) I felt safer. (laughs) Safer. Because you can't be trusted. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Okay, well, this is One Life Left. That is some brilliant chip tune, and this is our letter section. Email, Thank you very much for all of your letters this week. Yeah, we had loads. Thanks. You uh, you rose to the challenge. Morg Adams says, Dear T-Man, SSG. Incorrect. Did you see Broken Sword was 25p on the Google Store the other day? More importantly, does this mean Simon will get 40 copies of the next Charles Cecil game for putting a tenner in his Kickstarter? <laughs> Weak email, I know, but you sound desperate. Love the show. Um, yeah, I'd like to know what happened there. Google just decided to slash all their prices now. I noticed that Charles Cecil wasn't, was, was, was not getting the extortionate fees that he usually charges. <laughs> 25p. I'd, I'd like to know what Charles thought of that and how much much he got. That's the sale. Same sale I bought that Cogs game. Did you? I reviewed Google's last week. 25 yeah, you billion were, apps. You didn't hear that uh, review, did you, of Cogs? Can I be honest with you and say that I started listening to last week's show yeah. and then I remembered that I'd not listened to the show I did. <laughs> so I, st- I stopped listening to you. I thought you were going to put myself on. <laughs> Uh, and I realised I start every sentence by saying so, and I and I inhale too much. That's what I was doing. But I, you sounded great. Keith sounded amazing. So, yeah. so did Paul. Um, but I didn't get as far as the review. So, yeah, good show. Uh, it? Cox, right. 25p. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a really good game, and I'm still playing it now. Great. If only there was an archive on the internet that I could listen to shows that you do without me <laughs> easily. Yeah, sorry about that. I will get around to listen to it. Hello, team, plus possible super special guest. And tweeted after the, the karaoke saying that she found that Super Hexagon didn't get any easier if you played it when you were drunk. Whilst I haven't found the magic cocktail of drugs that have made it easier to play, although I'm having fun trying, I do have one tip that I've found useful. It is to ignore the instruction at the beginning and do not listen to the game through headphones. My highest score uh, scores have always been... When the sound is off and I can concentrate on finding a way through the spinny things in peace. I suspect it's because when anyone talks to you during a game, it's always a distraction. So having Jen Frank shout line or pentagon or node activated, wait, that might have been uh, the chaos engine, could always put you off it if it's an important, uh, if it's an important opportune moment. I'm also blaming people talking on my poor performance of YMCA, even though I couldn't hear anyone talking. Next time, I'll do something easier like arcade. Cheerio, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Letter here from David Burrows. Hello, team, guests and contributors, because no one ever says hello to them. No. Following on from last week's suggestion of the Sonic the Hedgehog screwdriver for your video game-themed cocktails, I've been giving more thought to cocktails with a connection to the franchise beyond name alone. This week, the Princess Peach Bellini. Ingredients, sparkling Prosecco wine and peach puree. Ideally, guests should be lured to the bar with the promise of the Mario-themed cocktail. The Bellini Bellini is Italian, so it works on oh so many levels. Sadly, patrons reach the bar only to discover that the Princess Peach Bellini is not there, but at another bar. 
Love the show. David B. That's a great idea. Thanks, David Thanks, B. David B. Uh, Alex Woolner emails Dean. Dean. Dear team, OLL and super special guest, three questions. Do you think you get more joy from thinking and talking about video games than actually playing them? Yes or no? Yes. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, no. Um, are most video games actually a disappointment compared with the potential they had in your head before you started playing them? Yes. Yes. Most. Apart from SingStar. Yes. Most. Because that implies well, you should you should play fewer M- games. Most then. of the games that I play, a then that wouldn't help. Okay. Like most of, I think, generally the games that I tend to play are the games that people talk about. I try and seek out games that you know. Uh, the it sounded like you hit somebody then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Get away I'm from sorry, the I'm, 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 sorry, I'm sorry for saying dear wrong at the start of that letter. <laughs> I try to I try to find uh, you know new and interesting games, but even those ones tend to be the people that you know games recommended by people I trust. And the game that I build up in my head is often you know slightly more developed than the game that I play, and that's one assumes due to budgetary and time constraints on the half of the on the behalf of the developer. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the same with everybody who thinks about a game I, before they play well, it. I, I disagree. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I enjoy most of the games I play. I, the last, the it's not the same as I, I still enjoy them. Our most video. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question three. Would video games be better off and cheaper to produce and play if they became conceptual like art did? Cheers, Alex. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yes, thanks for that. Uh, did you... Uh, did you? S- we had the email about Save City of Heroes music as well. Did you do this? <gasps> I didn't do this. Oh, but let's do it. Okay. Um, I, I like this letter because... Um, it's well, it, it, I shall tell you why. It goes, Dear Steve, Simon and Anne, I apologise for the impersonal nature of, of this missive. No worries. But no, but, but that's not the most personal. Exactly. It ever <laughs> that's gets. what I thought. It's like, but you said, I'm, yeah. But time is of the essence, and I'm trying to cast as wide a net as possible for reasons that will become obvious shortly. As a former gaming podcaster myself, I hosted the Wandering Geek podcast for several years. I understand the power of the medium and the amount of work it takes to put out a good product. Well, we don't. As I'm sure you'll know, uh, as an active member of the gaming press, Korean computer com- co- uh, Korea gaming company NCSoft announced on August the 31st that it will be shutting down their City of Heroes MMO on November the 30th, and the t- development studio associated with the game, Paragon Studios, would be shuttered immediately with no further work on the game. Would be done from that point, putting 80 employees out of a job with little or no notice. Now, uh, it's a long letter. This, so he says he's trying to get the word out about their efforts in an entertaining way, and he hopes that we would see it fit to help him. And he's uh, pasted a link to his City of Heroes song, uh, I Want My City Back. Um, he says at the end, I realise you're not a dedicated City of Heroes podcast, but I'm calling on a certain, certain level of gamer solidarity and the thought that this could happen to any of our games. The concept that a group of players support their game of choice, choice both financially and as a welcoming community, deserve better than what NC Soft has done to the residents of Paragon City. Ideally, I'm hoping you can talk about the Save City of Hero efforts. Uh, a good place to get some information would be savecoh.com or cohtitan.com. Play the song and link to it in your notes. Of course, any of the above, of the above would be helpful. Thanks for your time and all the best, Kurt. The camera guy aren't. Uh, Kurt, it's our pleasure.
So that's the uh, the appeal to save City of Heroes. Save coh.com or cohtitan.com. That's disgraceful, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, it's so nice to see a community sort of rallying together to... Sorry, I mean, it's disgraceful they're showing it rather than the, the song. Yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, what we should do is we should rush in there and be British, shouldn't we? Get some tax breaks. That's right. Yeah. Maybe we can find out. We'll find Send out. Send in the Queen! <laughs> or a bulldog. A bulldog. Certainly an underdog. We have those cultural guidelines. Let's not forget to talk about those. But now seems like an appropriate point to talk about the karaoke. Yes. We should do this karaoke. Do you want the list of apologies? Oh, yes. I did solicit apologies from anyone who doesn't wish to be added to the list. Okay, hello. I was hoping to come along uh, after work to the karaoke, but I was actually trapped in an awful complex edit until midnight. Then uploading the file kept failing, so it didn't go up on YouTube until 1.30am, by which point I assume everyone had gone home. I had a miserable time. I would have much rather been hanging around with you guys. Sorry I couldn't make it, but talking to people who were there, it sounds like it went really well, so congrats. Cheers, Mike. Mike's from my channel. Um, accepted or not? Accepted. 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 There's a drum, in the, a drum kit in the studio, obviously. Dear team and super special guest, Keith perhaps looked like he's angling for a visit. I'm really sorry I didn't make the karaoke. I was in bed being very sick at the time. I feel I should have struggled in anyway and coughed my way through an anthem. I would have written this apology before now, but as the song goes, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Brackets, except anti-disestablishmentarianism. That's from Steve well Owen from Games Press. Definitely accepted. He apologised before as well. Cy Wharton writes, Hi there, in all caps. He says, I missed the karaoke because I was drinking rum and playing the X-Wing miniatures game. Priorities. <laughs> I'm not sure about the priorities. <laughs> A little bit unnecessary, but basically accepted because of honesty. There we go. Then we've got a couple of um, couple of letters who were just raving about it. Cara emailed. He says, um, it's a long email. And it's, uh, thank you for this experience. We're putting... Uh, the team behind regular features on a stage together to Gloria Gaynor. I pity the people who did not attend, Cara. P.S. Pity. P.S. I hope Kieran Gillen is happy with his non-attendance excuse. Uh, but yeah, Kieran apologised on Twitter. I mean, sort of apologised. Not accepted. Okay, not accepted. Finally, um, Tom T says, uh, thank you so much for an amazing night of video game karaoke. It was the best of times, and you completely won over everyone who I turned up with. They entered with sceptical glances and left with huge grins. I especially like that you'd set up a boring loading screen of top shop clad men watching football. <laughs> and uh, so we shouldn't say it says terrible bar stuff. Bar stuff are brilliant. Yeah. Um, he says we should do it again immediately. And he, they, they've written a song about Peter Moore, which contains the worst swear word, swear word of them all. <laughs> Thanks again for an astonishing night of joy. Please, 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 can we have more at the Christmas party? Yes. Yes, so, we can. It went very well, didn't it? It did. It, it really didn't well. look like it was going to go very well. It looked like it was going to go really poorly. I turned up at about six o'clock and you were there with our community manager was, Ben yeah. Yeah. and uh, and uh, Craig the Rage yep. and and a pub full of people arena a hall full of people oh, and I thought are these people here to watch it no no they're not they're here to watch the football yeah so we walked in and thought oh my 
goodness. What are we going to do here? I don't think that those football men would appreciate us going, do you mind if we turn this off now and sing uh, In the Navy, but to in G8, <laughs> GTA 3. But you have to understand, that's what we were going to have to do because they were all watching football on a huge screen at the far Screens end of this hall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were TVs everywhere, but there was also one big projection screen right at the far end of the, full, uh, of the hall, which, conveniently enough, was behind the stage where we were set to perform... <laughs> Uh, purple rain but heavy rain yes. instead and um, yeah we were a bit nervous so you valiantly uh, switched sort of off the screen didn't I did, you? Yeah. well I valiantly waited for the fo- first football match to, to, uh, to finish and then switched off the screen so that the football men wouldn't expect it to be on the big screen uh, and then we came on about 45 minutes later and uh, we did so so it had nothing to do with us at the screen mm-hmm. we still just was supposed to be turned off and, anyway. the, and the room was still full of football men at that point yep. when we came on but there were you know there were a, a, a quite a big number of us turnout. as well thank wasn't you for there? Those thank you so much there was everyone. a lot of people students from imperial college <laughs> london and that was a terrifying prospect. Yeah, so they were a- on a night out as freshers. A freshers' night out. <laughs> I do hope that one of them said, hey, let's go down to the One Life Less video and karaoke <laughs> yeah. then for a freshers' night out. Well, yeah. they all sang, didn't they? Did, they? Yeah. they all sang. Um, so, yeah, it was... It was- Really, really worrying at the start. When we when we actually did start, when we got on stage, it was less worrying because we had a crowd of our own people. And by the end, it was brilliant. Yeah, we think absolutely um, brilliant. Yeah, even like again, how it, when we first did it in Nottingham, I think we were all unsure as to how it would go down, and um, that was very much home turf. Mm. As was San Francisco. This was playing away, wasn't it? In a, in yeah. a pub full of people just trying to enjoy a Thursday night, and in the private room adjoining our bar. <gasps> A private party for policemen. <laughs> you know what they're like. The police were in. Yes. Uh, so it was a little, yeah, but um, yeah, it went down brilliantly. And uh, there's, uh, there's a, 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 we should film them in future. Um, but Dan Mayer doing uh, Crazy Taxi was amazing. Uh, he also did uh, say, it's, say It's Ain't So with uh, Daniel Sato. And that went that down very incredible. well. That was incredible. I tell you what was brilliant. I thought Heavy Rain, yeah, Purple Rain was, he was amazing. You have to Fantastic. be a skilled sailor, but also Dead or Alive. Guys who did Dead or oh, Alive, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was great. Yeah, and there were you know plenty more songs. We're not going to spoil what our uh, no, you have to come along. To. Uh, but there'll be more songs at the Christmas party as well, um, including Reach. Which sorry, which I, I started saying this earlier. Robin emailed saying, "Hey, thanks ever so much for uh, for putting my lyrics uh, on screen and send them over." He said. Um, just so you know, that you have my permission to continue using them. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. And then you made demand. He's like, as long as I am fully credited at the end. <gasps> and I thought, is that how it works? He seems to have taken sort of like what was a good nature. You know, I, it took me, took me a while. I know you programmed Reach, didn't you? I did. Yeah, and the, these songs don't take, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not quick to get into the karaoke software, particularly the cheap karaoke software that we paid for. More so. expensive, yeah. So who owns the copyright on this now? Who knows? I guess we'll see Probably in court, Robin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dr. Avatar. Nineteen hundred hours, Doctor Avatar, emergency dictation for patient Doug, comma Dig. The patient presented to the department's highly short of breath with a cough. He reports has persisted for five years. 
ostensibly too rugged to have reported earlier, he finally came to us when he began to expectorate large volumes of blood-tinged black sputum. The patient is difficult to examine, as he is extremely low-resolution in nature. Air entry to both sides of the chest seems poor, but I may be listening over the wrong polygon. Twenty hundred hours. I've ordered ventilation at five liters of oxygen per minute and arranged an x-ray. Evidently, Mr. Doug has suffered a right lung collapse as well as extensive left lung fibrosis. He is in the early stages of heart failure and will have to receive urgent diuretic treatment. I'm inserting a chest tube and will arrange for a biopsy of one of the nodules found on his x-ray. Zero hundred hours. Mr. Doug is currently stable from an airway standpoint, though he will have to be admitted to hospital for monitoring. His biopsy has come back with a diagnosis of black lung disease, undoubtedly brought on by decades of occupational exposure to the mines. He admits that this is a stressful job and has also made him a heavy smoker. I have counseled him regarding retirement, but I fear this is the only life he will ever know. Ending dictation for patient Doug, dig. Drum roll. Do it. Do it. It's time for our review section. That's a poor drum roll, actually. <laughs> it wasn't an actual drum, it was on the desk. Yeah. There's half of a drum kit in the uh, resonance studios today, so we're taking full advantage. Of course. I've been playing uh, lots of games, but I've been playing particularly The Last Express on iOS. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Do you remember this from when it originally came out? Yeah, it's, a, it's an adventure game, isn't it? Of the sort that Charles Cecil usually charges upwards of 25p for. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this one's made a comeback, although not by begging members of the public. <laughs> they just decided to do it themselves. <laughs> How noble of them. <laughs> exactly. What, what dignity they have. <laughs> this is uh, Jordan Mechner. He of uh, Prince of Persia fame um, did it in the late 90s. And it's it was uh, an, an adventure game set aboard the last uh, journey of the Orient Express um, with sort of lavish production values. And um, it sort of over... Uh, it overlaid a point-and-click adventure over a sort of semi-real-time world. So uh, you get on the train and you find out that your friend has been murdered. Um, and it's great. It's great to see it back. Um, I think they've done a really good job of updating it for, or, or bringing it to iOS. Um, it runs very well. It's still... They haven't updated it in the sense of sort of refining... Uh, how it plays so it's still it's got some very old school ways of doing things um, navigation's a little bit problematic now and again um, I love the fact that it's so unforgiving because part of the joy of point and click adventures is going oh here's something to interact with I wonder what that would do um, and it goes <laughs> it's got things that you can touch it and the game immediately ends and it says <laughs> you should not have done that <laughs> well you shouldn't have put it in there should you uh, but yeah really nice um, it's it's definitely uh, one for those that's and so I I remember it at the time, but never played it then. So actually, being able to enjoy it now is good, and um, being able, being able to appreciate it from um, a few years later is is great. Thoroughly recommended if you're prepared to sort of deal with the with the sort of finicky controls now and again. But as a slice of history, it's well worth getting. Seven out of ten. I have been playing Tentacles, which is an iOS game. The um beginning bit is strange so it's like you're in a world where people have started changing the heads of humans and and also animals to be other animals but there's this one doctor who's a human but he has a dolphin's head and then what there's a mic what what drew you to this game (laughs) i just saw it and i was like oh that's all right i'll play that 
And then, so then uh, you're that doctor and you look into a microscope into his little petri dish and there's this thing that has tentacles which is going through the little thing that you're looking at and and so you so you sort of go, scroll along and uh, as the tentacles you reach out and pull yourself along through this little narrow passage then uh, it jumps up into the air at the end of it once you finish that level and it goes inside of the the uh, dolphin doctor man and then so from that point you're trying to finish levels to get through different parts of his insides I I don't get to outside of What are you doing in this game? I don't. You're, okay, so 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 that's the weird bit. Okay. The actual game bit that you play okay. is you're this tentacled little creature yep. that looks a bit like a spider but with much longer uh, legs. Yeah. Uh, you're going They're called through oct- octopuses. That. So you're going through. Octopodes. <laughs> Shut up. So you're going through the bits of ins- his inside, which and the walls sometimes expand or contract. So you're going along. You have to grab and pull yourself along, but there's little like spikes coming out of the side. You have to avoid the spikes. You have to pick up the little right. coin things that go through. I don't really get... So it's sort of like a platform game. Yeah. Okay. But you're pulling yourself along. It sounds a bit like that tofu game. It does, doesn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Is it like that tofu game? I've never played that tofu game. Okay. I will, though. I won't. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, it was fairly enjoyable to play. Uh, I kept dying quite a lot. I couldn't find the menu. Um, I don't really get the thing with the head, the different heads. But, you know, it was nice. I'll give it 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I've been playing Tokyo Jungle. Have you now? Tokyo Jungle. Tokyo Jungle. In Tokyo Jungle, you play an animal, one of a series of animals of various different species, in a post-apocalyptic, although it's unclear exactly what the apocalypse is, uh, Tokyo. Right. I, I, ever since we saw screens or video on this, it's always looked like it was going to be bonkers. It is absolutely mental and brilliant. It may be my favourite game of the year. Wow. I know. I know. Who would have thought I, me, this guy here... You hate animals. Don't, no, you love animals because you don't eat them. I, well, there is that. I don't eat animals. But I do in this game. I am constantly, constantly killing and eating animals. Right. That is almost all I do in the game. Right. And also, occasionally... And I think I'm okay with saying this. Make love to animals. What? I know. No. To dogs. Actual dogs. Not anthropomorphic, you know, cute dogs, although sometimes they wear dresses. How do you do it? Do you, like, do you, like, because you I, said, you said make love. Yeah. But I, I, mean, what, I mean, what, do you put music on and sort of Honestly, ask them about so their day? I just press circle and the game takes, takes care. No, Does you it? just have to press it once. Okay. This isn't hot coffee. <laughs> Sorry. Just press it once, the game take, takes hot care jump. of that. Beautifully, the lights fade out. Anyone else in the room goes to sleep. And then, suddenly, you've got a couple of puppies. What? I know. And then you play the puppies or the kittens or the cubs or whatever else. Promote safe sex, then. It's insanely brilliant. Um, You wander around fulfilling challenges, very, very, uh, essentially randomly generated challenges, e.g. kill 25 animals or make sweet love to this dog two times or whatever. Uh, by the end of you've got ten years to do that, or actually nine years, and uh, then if you do that, you get a reward. There is a, a, a sort of trivial story mode as well. 
which you unlock and have to do missions to find out exactly what happened to the humans in the city. I have not done that yet, so I cannot spoil the game for you, but I wouldn't anyway, because you should play this game yourself. It is brilliant. How, how much is it? It's, uh, I know, I actually don't know. On Plus, I think probably seven quid or something. Okay. I, I bought it without even glancing at the price because I knew I wanted to play it. So well, no, I played it at, um, I played it at E3 and it was one of my highlights there because it was just it, it seemed to me to be doing exactly what video games should do or some video games should do which is to give you a different experience and that experience in this case is making love to a dog <laughs> 7 out of 10 is that it for reviews? I think so I think that's it for reviews okay we'll have a piece of music and then we'll be back with our Britishness conclusions One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. Yes. And are we the best video game radio Honest. show in no, the world? No, we're not. Okay, just no. checking. Right, so we pulled up these guidelines from a government site. You can tell it's government site because it ends in .gov. Right, okay. So it must be official. Hacked into it. There are various things that games must um, conform to to receive these tax breaks in Britain. There's a whole section here uh, that they're proposing called cultural content, which includes that the game is set in the UK or European economic area or a fictionalised representation, that lead characters are British citizens or residents or a nationality slash species that cannot cannot be determined. Okay, does it... That the narrative is a British or European story... That the artistic costs represent more than 50% of the production budget. What does that have to do with anything? Does it say that the characters in it have to be obsessed by the weather? That's a good I idea. I think it would be appropriate on a sunny day to go, what's that ball of yellow in the sky on Twitter? <laughs> does it say that games should maybe uh, start off by encouraging you to score well, but then when you do score well, start slagging you off? 
Well, maybe, because it says here that uh, points will be awarded for elements of a production which demonstrate British creativity, British heritage, or cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying there is very creative Thanks. and certainly to do with our heritage. Uh, does it say that in order to top the charts at Christmas, it needs to be produced by a team of developers assembled by Simon Cowell? <laughs> does it say that? It doesn't. It doesn't. We'd like your suggestions of things what are British for video games, so you should email those into team at onelifeleft.com. Along with any examples of games that you think are particularly British to team at onelifeleft.com. And tweet us and stuff like that. Uh, and who knows? Uh, we are thinking about making a game, and I think if we can get money Did from the government. Did you see that? Did you see that? The Journo and Game I did, yeah. Death yeah. Uh, swap this week. I did see it. Keith yeah. Stewart was doing it. He, 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 won, he won it. it. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So yeah, we are thinking about writing a game. Um, I'm so angry about that. That's my turf. I just don't like it. Well, we're thinking about writing one, and we're going to make it British in order to get loads of money, loads of your taxpayers' money. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's the end of the show. Uh, Right, we're going to be back next week with the guests that should have been on this week. Uh, We are very much looking forward to welcoming her and her colleague on the show. Good. Very excited. Yeah, there's a reason why she couldn't come today, and it's a good reason. It was accepted. We've not got angry with her. We haven't, have we? Um, Accepted. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. We'll be back with a super special guest or guests next week. Thank you so much to all our feature contributors this week uh, and all of our musical contributors, the last of which was Dread with Transcend. We are One Life Left. We'll see you next week, huh? Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs>